Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Hey guys, this is Graham and you're listening to this week's What I Wish I Knew podcast by Dental Head Start. This week I talk with James Tran on our second segment relating to lab communication. This is a really important topic. James tells us some tips and tricks he uses to speak with the lab and some experiences he's had and what's been successful in his hands. James has made a big transition from traditional impressions and record taking to a more digital approach and he tells us his experiences with that and James tells us what that transition is like and how the communication has changed with the lab. If you want to hear more about lab communication and achieving the best results, let's let James take it away. When I first started working, uh, we had the f- we had we were very lucky uh, at, at this clinic I was at because we were right next to our lab. So I, I would just say two six crown or upper plate or two one Emax veneer. Shade A2. And if if the shade was off, I would, we just call the lab and, the, and we will force the lab guy to come down and, and, and do a shade or, or before we prep, we get the shade guy to come in and do a shade check. Uh, or if the dental was off, we just get we just call the lab guy. He'll just come down and then he'll just go, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. We'll, we'll fix it. Uh, but, of course, not everybody has that luxury. So uh, nowadays, obviously, I'm not my lab's in Sydney and I'm working Central Coast or away from your lab or whatever your scenario is, you have to know what you, you're asking for. So it comes really down to you don't know what you don't know what you, you don't know. So in, in, in when you start learning or when I started learning more about my uh, crowns that I send out, you know, when I, I usually send out these days uh, if I have to do a full prep, uh, vertical prep, I will send instructions out for a zirconia um, prep and I'll have to ask the lab, uh, make sure you don't glaze the margin two millimetres from the margin. Um, glaze the rest of it, but don't glaze two millimetres of the margin because uh, you want the hemidesmosomes zones to attach to the crown a little bit, um, otherwise you get some pocketing. Um, I used to I used to have a little diagram to show them. I want them to um, hand cut the margin of the zirconia 40 degrees or 60 degrees or something ridiculous so that it's the right angle and the right emergence uh, to be against the root. I had to tell the lab that this is a really feather edge prep um, or there's no real margin, just go as deep as possible. Um, I had to make sure that there was really good retraction of the gingiva as well so they could see the margin. There's no point sending a nice, there's no point sending a, uh, an impression if they can't see the margin or or whatever you're putting some gingiva, they're not going to be able to see it, whether it's PVS or whether it's digital. Um, so I'm trying to make the job as easy as possible for the lab. Um I, I make sure there's no undercuts or really, really minimal undercuts these days. I used to just prep the crap out of a tooth and I'd send it and I'd say, just make it fit, 
sure it fits, but is it really the best thing? Uh, not really. Um, so I spend more time on my side, refining my preps, making sure it's right. And now I would say every single time my crowns fit, my bridges fit, there's no real problem anymore. Uh, whereas before, before when I was a bit more, I, I suppose, careless, and I'll, I'll admit to that, I was a bit more careless, a bit more rushed. Sometimes my crowns didn't fit. Sometimes my bridges didn't fit. And I'd be like, my lab sucks. But it wasn't a lab. It was, it was me and my preps. And, you know, it, and I suppose when you, when you get that realization, um, I got that realization during the, um, the Lincoln Harris course. And then you own up to it and you, and then you slow down your dentistry. You, you'll find that it's, you know, your crowns fit better or, or things like that. And when you send instructions to the lab, you know what to, to say. If you know your mistakes, you know what to say to the lab so you don't get those mistakes again. Um, that's for, that's for my crowns, you know, for things like for anterior work, I would also send like my veneers out, uh, with a shade photo. I'd also take a cross polarized photo. Uh, so it's like a little filter you put in front of the, um, the SLR and you take the photo and it eliminates all the flash so that you see the true color of the patient's teeth. And you see the true color of the uh, shade or the Vita shade guide. And then the lab can see which parts of the tooth are darker, which parts of the tooth are lighter next to each other. And they can play around the colors as well to make sure it, it, it blends in really well. Rather than you just send an instruction, a, a word to say shade A2, like on the insides on the shade A3, the gingival, right? And it's not enough. Like, yeah, you might get away with it. But if you really want to dial in on that, um, you know, basic cross-polarized photo. If you really, really uh, know the patient's a bit picky or it looks a bit fun- funky, the two, you might want to draw a little shade map, um, which takes you a bit more time. Uh, but if you've got a, a lab that's really onto it, they can see that as well, then that you, that'd be good for communication, I would say. Um, the really high-end labs, they, they use the gray cards. So that would not only... Uh, count for the cross polarization or the brightness of the uh, photo. They they it also counts for the con like the uh, the color of the monitor. Uh, so it's all synced up nicely and correct. But not many labs do the eLab card. I couldn't find one for me anyway. So I'm happy, but I've been happy with my cross polarized photo results. I know you do a lot of scanning for your crown preps. Um, to send them off to labs. Did you used to do traditional PVS impression? Uh, you know, how did you find that transition? Yep. So before I bought a, bought a scanner, I was doing a lot of PVS. Yeah, it was only PVS. So I'll do the PVS on the um, the prep and then alginate opposing, and I'll wrap it up in a little soft cloth, wet cloth, because <laughs> it was cheaper, right? <laughs> And it worked, it's whatever. So it'll be a full arch. I would never do. Uh, I'd had. I would have better results with full, like a um, three quarter arch PVS and a full arch lower alginate compared to a triple tray impression. That I would get uh, more reliable results. You would say, um, but even then, like even in my PVS impressions, you, you take it, and then uh, maybe I took it out too early. Maybe. Uh, Maybe the temperature of the room wasn't right. You get some drag, you get some distortions, and the crown doesn't fit. 
right? Even though there's a nice prep, even or if I press too hard or the bite wedges off or whatever, something, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong. Um, like why bother? Right. But I used to do Yeah. I was doing that for about, so I got the scanner probably about two or three years ago. So I was doing that for about five, six years and I would hate, I'd hate doing that because it was just, I'm no good at it. That's, that's, that's the truth. Like I wouldn't say I'm no good at it. I am, I'm okay with it, but I'm, I'm not giving a hundred percent results every time. Not a, I'm not a prosthodontist. You know, sometimes I look and I go, okay, I know it's shit. I'll have to take another impression and that eats up with my clinical time. And then I'm, and now I'm running over time patients in, in the room. Now I'm stressed. Uh, and now I'm rushing to try and get it done faster now. And you know, it, it just kind of builds on, you know what I mean? Like, especially if it's the beginning of a day, and then you're stressed and then it just ruins the rest of your day. And you don't want that. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. We come out of uni and we're so eager to learn all these complex topics. But what we really need to do is to be able to communicate well and do the restorative basics really, really well. The course by Rope Global Restoration Fundamentals is clearly made for this. This is a course with 10 different speakers. It's delivered virtually on demand and part of their premium member service. You can buy it on its own or get it as a member. With 10 different speakers talking about anterior, posterior, preps, solving problems, this is the course to really take your restorations to the next level. Find out more details in the show notes and get 30% off with the Dental Head Start discount code. What has changed since then? What kind of scanner are you using? Tell us all about it. I, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, I did a, I did it the lead up to the scanner. I'm just an associate dentist and I have my own scanner. And so I, I this was during the first lockdown and um, I was just thinking I need to do a CPD because I'm a, I'm a CBD junkie uh, addict and and I want to learn more about um, anterior work. You know, I wasn't too confident about it. And the digital smile design online residency popped up, which is perfect. It was a 13-week uh, course. And uh, you got to learn about scanners and how to use it in your office and a little bit about smile design. And it was going to be the first intake. It was run by uh, Chris Coachman. And it seemed good value. So I signed up. And uh, I, 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 it really changed my mind about how to approach digital dentistry in, in the context of the patient experience. So it wasn't just a course about how to, how to design a smile, but it was also how to give it a good experience to a patient. And one of those key things was to get an intraoral scanner out of the, I was, I was working two practices or three practices, only one had a digital scanner and the other two didn't. And so by the end of that 13 weeks, I ended up purchasing an intraoral scanner for myself because I could see all the benefits. Uh, yeah, okay, so it cost me a shitload. It cost me about 50K because I bought a Trios 3 wireless. But <laughs> you know this is before they reduced, this is before they eliminated the monthly yearly fee, whatever it was. You know, I've, the return on investment, I, I, I have revenue-wise got my money back from not only time saved, not having to do impressions, but also I could now do more Invisalign cases faster. Instead of sending a PVS or a putty thing to the US and wait six weeks, you just send it and then 
next day you got a, a clean check. Two or three days you can get your patient back in and talk about the case and and um, you know get started on on, on the Invisalign. So that was my that, sorry that was the long winded journey of why I got a scan. <laughs> And it's so funny and I'm so annoyed if they're listening right now uh, because the moment I got a scanner, my, my my other boss who didn't have one, she saw the, the benefits and then she decided to buy her own trios. And now I've got a trios whenever I've got a redundant trios just uh, <laughs> just in between clinics. So I like to use this every now and then. It's still uh, I still use it uh, if the other trios dies or if the other prime scan dies. It's nice to have my own trios in case I'm somewhere else. I, I have... And, you know, sometimes when I uh, do some tutoring at CSU, if some of the final years do a crown prep, I'll, I'll bring up the trios and uh, I will I will show them where all the undercuts are because I'll ask them, you know, do you think you have any undercuts? They'll say no, and I'll bring the trios out and they'll see, oh, there's some undercuts here and there. And um, it really helps them improve, I think, anyway. And it, it gives them a glimpse into what what you can achieve scanners is so much it, it really is um the other thing i really like about my scanner is uh it's got a little digital smile design thing as well built in uh so you can upload some photos and you can like play around with that before and after swipey left and right show the smile yeah it's cute uh it's just a little little thing there and it has a little tooth ortho simulator similar to the itero one um not as good as the itero but yeah, it's good enough. It, it works sometimes. Um, <laughs> mostly it's for the better for not having to do impressions. That was my main reason why I got a scanner. It, uh, I suppose for someone who, you know, if you're an associate and, and you're not in a practice, you're in a practice who doesn't have a scanner, you, I'm not saying go get yourself a, a Trios 3 or a Trios 4. Uh, if you're not doing Invisalign, you can get yourself a, a secondhand one, like a secondhand Medit i500. Or i seven hundred, it's much cheaper, half the price. You can still get your PVS. You can outsource your uh, STLs and your scans to like you know, as I think Invisalign. If you you could do like Sure Smile or other companies, uh, but I I just like Invisalign. So the, the only option I had was iTero or Trios, and that's why I got the Trios. When I did my initial research, the the most consistent scanners that labs loved were Trios and and Prime Scan. They seem to be the most accurate at the time where that's still the case i don't know but trios seems to be quite reliable and labs are very happy with that that kind of led me towards getting that trios but i'm sure the newer ones are 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 pretty good you know i've always asked the lab for feedback my preps or my designs i never really get any feedback back whether that's a good thing or a bad thing (laughs) i don't know but going back to scanners the thing with scanners is before i had a scanner you know like i said i was prepping and then sending it but with the scanner, it gives you the option to, like I said, it checks. You can check your direction. You can check for undercuts, and that really forced me to make better preps. You know what I mean? And then that kind of in turn means I get less feedback from the lab saying this is a bad prep or this is a shit prep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so it, it's kind of a good thing that uh, I. I, uh, kind of a blessing, you could say, that I got that scanner. It's really helped me uh, with my preparation design, with my preps, uh, with my dentistry in general, really. Uh, the patients love it as well. It's a good communication tool. They'll see the 3D scan of their teeth and they go, wow, this is crazy. My old dentist never did that. Or, oh, my God, I didn't know I've had this big black spot 
on the back tooth, which is just like a little amalgam. But they go, oh my god, it's this real big black spot, right? But <laughs> they really, they really are impressed with the technology. Uh, they really are. And some of the re- some of my repeat uh, patients, they come back, they get a scan. This it's just nothing to it now. It's pretty. It's nothing. It's just routine. You know, uh, they don't expect any less. So I'm really liking that. It's really good with the whole experience. I would say with that. But yeah, with with the labs. Uh, if you're not happy with your lab, uh, give them feedback, and if they, you know, give them, make it easy for them. Give them photos, give them the scans, do a nice prep, spend the extra time, and if you're not happy with the results, still, time to find a new lab. That's that's really it. Uh, if you know you've done all you can to help them. And if they still aren't doing a nice job, um, even though if you know that you're doing a good job, then yeah, just find your labs. No big deal. There's so many out there. There's heaps. As dentists and dental students, we all have difficult days. You may experience workplace or training demands that have a direct impact on your physical, emotional, and psychological health and well-being. This is exactly what dental practitioner support is for. It's a completely confidential and independently run service that's funded by the Dental Board of Australia in an effort to support practitioners and dental students right across the country. Sometimes people call just at the end of a long day to debrief, but sometimes they call because there's more challenging things going on. Dental practitioner support is there for you in these times to give proactive advice, help you improve your health and well-being before there are major concerns. We all need a helping hand sometimes, and it's okay to ask for help. So if you find you need it, call 1-800-377-700 or visit the website dpsupport.org.au. They have loads of great information to get you started. And bring it back to lab communication to ask a more specific question about pros and scanning versus PVS. Do you uh, retract the gingival tissue any differently? Like, do you use do you use cord? Do you use a laser? What do you find has worked the best for you? It depends on the soft tissue. Uh, at the time, you know, uh, if I'm if I'm sending a job to a lab for a crown, it's usually a, a vertical prep. Sometimes it's oh, oh, yeah if. If I can do an onlay and, and mill it in-house with a CEREC, I will do it. Uh, if, if, if the clinic doesn't have a CEREC, uh, so one of the other clinics doesn't have a CEREC, so if I do an onlay, I will send that onlay. That's all super gingival margin. I don't need to do retraction. I don't need to do anything like that. You know, maybe stop the bleeding. Maybe, you know, that's about it. But no retraction needed because it's all super gingival. That's the benefit of doing those, those style of crowns. Uh, if I have to go subgingival or equigingival for whatever reason, I at the moment I would you can't go wrong with a triple zero and a and a zero cord. Um and then I'll take off, you know, wait a few minutes, take off the zero, then impress and then take a scan or impression with the triple zero in place. That's the same with if I scan as well. Uh, I also like to use the 3M Astringident Exposil, if you know of that one. So it's just like a little gun and you point their little gun into the sulcus and it squeezes out this like compressed material, which has a bit of astringent in it. So it stops a little bit of bleeding. You get the patient to buy on a cotton roll on that for about three minutes. 
And after he mess, you wash it all off, the bleeding stops, and the gums are retracted um, most of the time. The times where the gums are not retracted, you have, I'll go in again, or if the gum's bleeding, I'll still go in again, or I'll just stick in a bit of cord uh, and a bit of Exposil on top of that, and that usually works most of the time. Yeah, and that, that gives a, a good result, I would say, when, if, whether it's PVS or whether it's it's scanning. We were talking a lot about photos in communicating with the lab. I think a lot of people think that if you have a camera in your office and you're taking pictures of teeth, uh, the only reason you'd be doing that is for Instagram. So do you find it really important taking photos of every case when you send to the lab or just aesthetic ones? What do you find works for you? Uh, I'm just thinking back, I guess, yes, I work on Sundays and uh, so yesterday I was doing some, um, yeah, I did some crowns, some onlays. I didn't send a photo. No, I sent a scan and usually the scan gives a, it's not a very good, it's not a very accurate color uh, shade, but it was fine enough. The poor posterior teeth and the patient wasn't too picky. Uh, So I would say probably more aesthetic cases, I'll send a photo or cases where I, it looks a bit tricky and I want the lab to um, visualize a bit more or if the margins look a bit like deep and I'm worried the uh, lab doesn't know where the margin is, I'll just t- send a photo and say this is the photo, the, the margin's here. So, you know, and, and lab really doesn't have a problem with that. Usually they're pretty happy with that. Uh, and look, as a side bonus, you can use those photos as, as Instagram stories or posts nothing wrong with that <laughs> uh, so so instagram's the the side benefit not the prime benefit it's, not the, no, it's definitely not the prime benefit <laughs> uh so james is there any anything uh you had to troubleshoot or common problems you found when sending digital scans to labs you know what it's uh when i first got the scanner I, I had to leave my old lab because they went. They didn't accept digital scans. They made. They did really nice interior work. Really, really nice interior work. And but they wouldn't do a scan. They only would take PVS. They, they went set up, and, and so I had to go on a quest to find a lab, which was so difficult. I, I probably emailed about fifteen to twenty labs, and. Like all the higher end ones, they were full. They were busy. They, were, they would not accept any more clients, especially someone like me who was just doing like single units, not like you know ten unit, twelve unit veneer cases. Where I'm just doing, I'm just a basic dentist. Um, and some some labs reply four weeks later, which is not what you want. I wanted someone who could reply real fast, you know. And I finally found one who replied promptly could accept scans from Trios and and good communication. I was very happy with them. I gave them a, uh, some trial runs with, with some some cases. I was very happy with that, you know, and and, and I'm, I'm still in a good relationship with them. So I'm very happy that, that you know, that's what I wanted in, in a lab. I wanted good communication, not for me to talk to them, but I want feedback right away. You know, if there's any problems, I want them to tell me and then we can talk it through like through a call or through uh, WhatsApp, that's how I like it. Uh, instead of just sending a job with a note back going, oh, be wary or 
this might not fit or something like that. It's not, not what I want. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.